I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Are you running into I'm doing a little dance, man. I'm feeling good. I'm just trying to wake up. You know, it's like uh, I'm a little bit slovenly. So you're hearing this. Slovenly. Slovenly. What does slovenly mean? I'm a little bit slo- slovenly? Slovenly. Slovenly. Like a, like a, like a sick, suckling pig? Like a, yeah, like a, like a, like a pile of pancakes covered in butter and syrup. That's what I feel like today. You know why? Because I had so many pancakes this weekend. Peter, right. it's 2024 for our listener, but for us, it's Boxing Day. Uh, in 2023. In 2023. Boxing? It's, it's the day after. Oh, that's right. Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day. In Shout the UK. out to the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. with all your weird holidays. With all, including this one, which, why is this a holiday? The day after. I it's. I guess you return all the presents. You know what else they have? That's a very UK concept. I didn't like anything I got. So right. Well, we do that too. But the, um, but, but the other thing that they have, I found out, is two different things bespoke to the UK. And then we're going to get into, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going off the rails, but I am a little bit. Dude, I'm. Who's are you worried? familiar with Vlogmas? Say that. Say, did you? Are, excuse you. Did you? <laughs> no, just we've been getting into Vlogmas. We might have to do this next year together. Vlogmas for the pod. Vlogmas Vlog- is that not a German pancake? <laughs> das Vlogmas. No, Vlogmas. Caleb, do you know about Vlogmas? Yeah, you guys talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, we like, like, You've done an episode on Vlogmas, <laughs> but you still don't know it. Like, I don't know. Along with. I'm telling no, you, I'm so vlog- full of carbohydrates right now from Christmas <laughs> that I can't. That leads up to Christmas, and uh, so it's been going every day. But the other thing oh, I learned- Oh, the Advent calendar, I yeah, do remember yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the other thing they do, Boxing Day, yes, and also they do Christmas Eve's Eve. Christmas Eve's Eve. Which, of course, is the 23rd Just, of- <laughs> Is that a hat on a hat? Any excuse to drink, really. Let's go. <laughs> That's yeah. a hat on a hat. Yeah, yeah so sure. Anyway, shout out to the UK. Well, we have some of our most diehard and longtime listeners, I might add. It is our second most, uh, uh, our second biggest audience is in yes. the UK, outside of the US. That's right. It's New York City, yep. and then UK. That's, That's right. the way it goes. Um, anyway, Should we get that on the front of Open Studio, like New York, London, St. Louis? You yeah, know how they do exactly. that with like clothing stores, like yeah. Chanel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so welcome to 2024. Thank you, dear listeners, for being here for yet another year of glorious um, <laughs> fifth takes. <laughs> Thank you, dear listeners, for glorious fifth takes. <laughs> uh, no, we really appreciate you guys. We hope that this is finding you <laughs> wherever you are. It's very propagandish. Our dear listener and the glorious Yeah, bow down takes. to your dear, dear, your No, dear. so this has been, yeah, we've had, yeah, the, takes aside, it's just been one of those mornings where I've felt very uh, slovenly. Slovenly. Slobbenly. Slobberly? <laughs> You got just, sloppy, you got slobber, you got a lot like, of things happening. It's just taken us a long time to get going here. But so, listener, we appreciate you sticking with us because yeah. the energy now feels right. The energy feels good. Energy feels good. But we want like to just uh, bring you peace and love and joy to you and your family as we enter into this next year. And thank you guys to the listeners. You make all this fun stuff happen for us. And um, uh, we decided instead of like a bespoke new... Um, you know, New Year, New Me, or Welcome, Best of 2023, or any of those kind of New Year's typical episodes, we're going to jump right in with the content we, that we think you might enjoy the most. Yeah, we haven't done a Best of in a long time. You know why? None of them are very good. <laughs> no, no, they're there's all no great, best. But just, you know, we, we, we're always looking forward. So this is seven chords from one shape. Seven chords Full from... disclosure, I don't understand this. Oh, these are my favorite, Peter. <laughs> these are my favorite. When Peter doesn't get it, but he I plays don't... all of this stuff... I love these episodes. But I'm super interested in it. So, so this is a way to think about chord shapes. And it, it what it does is it saves our brain's CPU, if you're doing this right. And this is, of course, from Barry which Harris. Topical. <laughs> which is topical. Because we have very little to spare. But um, it's a really fun concept. And it's, it's, like a, it's a bit of a steep climb at first. But once you get it, it saves you so much brain space because you can think of one thing and come up with a great sounding chord voice. And you don't have to think of individual notes, which is what we're actually... 
our goal is, is to yep. just systematize everything. So we're just splashing around in music. We're not thinking about the nuts and bolts. This can help get you there faster. Um, and it is a really uh, specific way to play great chords. Actually, we worked on this in the Open Studio Pro uh, guided practice sessions last week, Peter. And someone was like, Peter Martin never teaches this stuff. And I was like, yeah. I mean, he Peter Martin doesn't understand he it. He plays <laughs> all of it, but he, he doesn't teach it. But yep. this is a really, I think, a really quick way to get some great sounding voicings. And like I said, with just one shape, it's caveat, it's kind of one and a half shapes. And those shapes are, ready? Well, can we, before we even do that, just because I always think about this as someone that this stuff now. comes a little bit slower. Seven chords from uh, one shape. Can we just talk about why shapes matter yes. and kind of what they are too? I think it's somewhat obvious, but for me, this was a little murky conceptually for a long time. So shapes matter because they just, again, they save us the brain space of having to think of each individual notes. And you know, shapes can you can you can interchange sort of a voicing yeah. with the idea of a shape, right? But the shape itself, uh, if you just are thinking of, and for these shapes, actually, we're thinking of the shape and all of its inversions. Right, it's it's a grouping of notes that just save us having to think about well, what notes should I play on this chord? Yep. If you play this shape, it'll work over this chord. Period. Like full yep. stop. And I think one thing I don't even know which kind these are going to be, but I like to think about two kind of basic areas of shapes. You've got you know chromatic and diatonic, right? So mm -hmm. if I go one three five one three five six, right? Yeah. And I'm going to move up diatonically. I'm in C major. I'm just moving up. That's a shape. That's like a physical shape, right. and it's a diatonic shape. But if I were to play this as a chromatic shape, then when I went up to D or D flat, it would be... I'm transposing. Right. So is that still a shape, actually? Because yes. you're looking with a little bit of doubt in your eye, my friend. Well, it's not... So I don't want to confuse the issue here. So we're not going to move these shapes around either oh, of those ways. Okay. What we're going to do is use the shape to super... Almost like a polychord, Peter. So let's... What we're talking about here is 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 six shapes, major six and the minor sh six. Oh, shut shape. up! So no, 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 don't shut up. <laughs> no, but, I should. No, like talking about this is good. Yep. You can practice them chromatically, and you can even practice them diatonically. But we just want to start with what they can be used for. So let's start by first of all, what is a major six and minor six shape? Can okay. We maybe put up on the for the YouTubers. We're going to put up a bit of a chordy vibe here, so that we can Ooh, see what we're talking about. Hello. So this is the major six shape, right? This is okay. C major six. I just guessed so that's what C, we're E, G, and A, right? So he's got a major triad with that A natural on top. Root position. Root position. Yes. Now, this can be used, of course, for a C major six chord, right? Love so it. Love it. Use it. We're going to talk a little bit, of, too, about like um, how to voice these, but let's just start here in root position. So these four notes are the root, the third, and the fifth and six of a C major six chord. Now, we can use this I, this exact same shape for several other chords, including A minor seven, right? So here in A minor seven, these four notes are the root three, five, seven of A minor seven. So this C major six and all of its inversions are both C, a C six chord and an A minor seven. Yeah. Not only that, if we did an F chord, we can use these four notes, and this is an F major nine, right? So now we have the fifth, the seventh, the nine, and the third of an F major nine, yep. right? Including all of its inversions. This is where brain power gets saved. Once you can can just do these shapes and you know the chords that they go with, you know, you put a, a bass in your left hand yep. and you've got the shape in your right, and it just sounds good. And then the last one we'll do for the major six 
Again, the same shape, the same four notes. You put a D in the bass, it's a D7 sus. So anytime you have, it could be a D minor sus, but like minor. but you can definitely use it on a, your D, uh, dominant seven sus chords are more common. Yep. So you can use that. Now, here's the cool part, Peter, is we can do an exercise over like a two, five, one, right? Which is like a common jazz chord progression. I have a D minor seven, a G seven, and a C major. And we can use nothing but sixth shapes. So on our D minor seven, right, we use an F major six, right? We use that just like uh, the C six worked for A minor seven. Yep. Right. This for the D minor seven relative major F six, right? Yep. You got D, which is just the same thing as root three five seven of D minor seven, but yep. F six is the shape. Let's see. We, we do the G seven. Let's keep that F six for a nice G seven sus. Yeah. Right. And then let's do. Well, we're just gonna keep this. G7 sus for now. And then we go to the C major 7, we can use that G6, G right? Six. G major 6, right? So we've got two different 6 chords all on this 2-5-1. Right. Right? You could also start you can go from G6 to C6 on your C major 7. Barry Harris talks about this. Yep. Where you get this movement here from the G6 shape, right? And the B and the D move down to C and A, yep. to the C6 shape. So again, D minor seven, yep. G7 sus, both are using the F major six shape. F, A, C, and D, right? F major tri with a D. Yep. G major six, right? Now, those are the four chords that we can use, four out of seven that we can use on uh, with just the major six. But mm -hmm. there is another six, Peter. Minor, minor six, six, right? So C minor six, what can we use this for? Right, same shape, but just a flat third. C, E flat, G, and A. Well, obviously you can use it for a C minor six shape, yep. right? You can also use it A half diminished. That little prickly half diminished. A little prickly half diminished. And in fact, a lot of bebop pianists would call this a C minor over A. Yeah. Right, so the C minor six shape is in full effect. Using the same root motion, right? Down to F. F9. That's an F dominant nine, right? So you got C, E flat, G, and A, right? You've got the third, the fifth, the seventh, and the nine of an F7, right? So these are now our seven, and we have a bonus, by the way. We do have a bonus, which I'm going to show you in a okay. little bit. But so now, with, now that we add the minor in, we have a couple of options that we can do. So we have our D minor seven chord, right? Yep. Back to our two, five, one. We have our G7. Yep. Now, instead of just staying here on the G7 sus with that F6, we can do a D minor six. Yeah got the G9, yeah. which is really just one note between F6 shape and yeah. D minor six. D minor six is D, F, A, and B, yeah. right? That's the fifth, seventh, ninth, and third of G7. And then we've got our C major seven to the C6. So again, now we've got... And now that we have this shape, we can use these four notes like in drop two. in all these different inversions. Right, all of these work great. Little chromaticism before. So that's the six shape, right? So our C major six gets you C six shape, A minor seven, F major nine, and a dominant seven, D dominant seven sus. Our C minor gets you C minor six, a half diminished and F9. Now it also gets you our bonus. If we put, what if we did the C minor six shape 
and our bonus chord, put a B in the bass. That was not what I was expecting you were going to go. Right? This, so the C minor 6, we got, I'm going to put the E flat on the bottom. E flat, Very E, altered. A, and C. That is an, a flat 13, flat 9 sound. You could also call that an altered sound. So now we have an altered chord using a C minor 6. And we're using, again, if you want an altered sound, you use the minor 6 shape from just a half step up. And that's all you need. You need the root, and you need the minor 6. Here it is in drop 2. A, E flat, G, and C. Get you a B7 altered, or a B7 flat 13, flat 9. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's just from, and, and so we're saving. I love where it can go. Once you have these kind of in your hands, it actually doesn't take that long yep. to realize all this. You just go through your favorite tunes yep. and then like put some six shapes in there. It works so well to do this and just kind of go through all, that's really all you need. You could do an entire gig using nothing but six chords because right. you have pretty much everything. So you could start messing with this too of like, you know, if we go back to our two, five, in the key of C, right? Like, you could do 2-5 in the key of C, maybe with that altered yeah. A-flat minor 6 on the G. Yep. Do that. Maybe you want to do a 2-5 in the key of C minor, right? F minor 6. Yep. Uh, G7-flat 13-flat 9 using an A-flat minor 6, C minor 6, all six shapes. You could do major too. Yeah. Yeah. That is the power of the six shape. Again, so that's good. eight chords. That's seven with a bonus. Yep. Major six, minor seven, major nine, and sus seven for the major six shape. You got minor six, half diminished, dominant nine, and uh, dominant seven, flat nine, flat 13. It's, all of that is from this beautiful, simple little shape that yeah. Barry Harris teaches. And it's just, once you hear it too, you can't unhear it. It's yeah. all in, the, in a good favorite, way. Though. In a good way. It's all yeah. in arrangements and classical music. It's all over the place. It's really, really cool. Very, very effective. It seems like, again, it's a steep climb at first yep. to kind of like get it and realizing you're superimposing. But once it clicks in, it's like, man, it saves so much space. Yeah. And you can already hear how it's leading your ears, especially over these two five ones, to some really cool, like, you know, it's like those inner voice movements that almost resolve themselves if you commit to listening. Totally. Like, they're almost like one or two solutions that are given to you by the time you get to the major or minor. Well, let's let's use all six for inner voice movements. So we start yeah. on our D minor 7. Yeah. F6. Let's go to F minor 6. So, like... So what's happening here is F6, yep. F minor 6, F minor 6 over G. Yep. Uh, and we'll go back up here to D, D minor yep. 6, right? So that sounds in time. Uh. It's amazing, isn't it? Just yeah. like... That is just some little inner voice movement that happens from just using these six chords. Now, there's we've talked about hinging. We've talked about all kinds of techniques to yeah. get inner voice movement. There's no one way to do any of this stuff. I love like thinking about these in these different ways because I start using them in all different contexts. This way is such a great way, too, when you're arranging for multiple voices, again, to get that voice leading going. Yeah. Because if you're using these four-note shapes, and let's say you have a five a five voice section, yeah. right? Like you might with a string quartet plus a bass. Yep. You got the root, and then you get all the harmony right up here. Or sax section with the berry on the bottom. Sax section with the berry. All of these work so great. Again, I'm doing these now in drop two because it gives you spread, but you could just do everything close. 
versions of all of them. You don't know me. Exactly. I'm your the, the, all that stuff, man. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When I love that one, the, um, it's funny. I've never, I've definitely used these a lot, That's but I've saying. never thought about it. Like that, the C minor six over B. Yeah. Given at that altar, like. That's an interesting one because I think in this one, in different keys, I mean, this is a not an acoustic piano, but it's got an acoustic piano sound, sound very different based on the instrument or the register. So I'm thinking like this one I use a lot. It's just it's the same thing. It's just a step down. The B flat minor six over A. Totally. 100%. And, and what I was kind of talking about at the beginning, and this is not to confuse us, but this is maybe for some of the more advanced players that are like, oh, I've got that. That's just this. That you can think about in terms of your improvisation. Well, we'll go back to the first one that you had, the C minor 6 over B for the altar. Yeah, when you're improvising. Yeah, they work uh, melodically as well, yeah. 100%. And the, the whole thing of like the shape, you think, oh, this is a static thing that you're moving around. No, it's the foundation. That shape is the foundation for melodic ideas. And sometimes like players, as they're getting more advanced, are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's too basic. But that's where the gold is, right? right. Actually, in terms of melodic content, restrictions, like what can you cook? Come up with, of totally. course, you can always leave that and then go more scale based. But sometimes players that think they understand harmony, and maybe they do on a theoretical level, or like a higher level in terms of scales, they sound like they're running scales because they're not willing to go back to these foundational, really just triad plus one shapes, but use them. And and in, in order for it not to sound like, you know, is or is use them at some unusual places, very basic. Yeah. foundational you know melodic content but put it at some un unusual and then you can still you know run up and down a diminished totally. or something well yeah i mean i i, I want to address the diminished because some people are going to say well, like well isn't this the six diminished thing well, that's like sort of the next level of this is mm -hmm. you know you have your c6 Definitely. here yep and you can use the corresponding diminished so a d diminished seven shape right in between and borrow from, and that's where everything comes from. Now you just have, yeah. and that works over C6. It works over A minor, yeah. F. It gives you like this F diminished thing. Same thing with the minor, right? C minor six, D diminished. So that's where Barry's six diminished scale of chords comes from. And that's sort of the next level up. But you don't need that to get started. All you need are the six shapes to get yep. sort of the core of the voicing. And then you can start adding diminished stuff in between willy nilly right you know what i mean absolutely yeah good i've got it mastered all right peter <laughs> i expect a full course on open studio from this concept from you seven chords in for one shape one week <laughs> sounds good till next time you'll hear it <laughs> <laughs>